hallelujah, this is a time of the matters of the heart being discussed, the matters and the issues of life, the issues of your life that matter to the Lord. They matter to him. What you're going through matters to the Lord. And as you pray and as you pour your heart, like Hannah, like Hannah poured her heart out and, and, and it was even thought of her that she was drunk because she was so expressive in the presence of the master because all that mattered was her and the Lord and her bringing this, this thing to him. And she knew that he would answer. Because God answers the longings of the heart. God answers the deep things and the deep places because it's deep that calls out to deep. And when we come into this place and these holy moments, we're setting aside everything else of our life. We're setting aside just the daily grind and just the routine and, and everything that we're doing. We really come to have those intimate conversations with God that are going to change our life. Those intimate conversations with our Father and with the Holy Spirit and with our Savior, Jesus. Hallelujah. This will never get old. This will never, ever get old. Being in His presence and just letting Him sort letting him sort through and just untie the knots and <laughs> just letting him work and, and, and keep our hearts soft because the world has that way of, of wanting to pound on us and pound and, and harden the heart. And, and then we come into this presence and the Lord just softens us once again. And it just reminds us, stay on the path, stay on course. Everything's okay. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Hallelujah. This is a place where, where no burden can stand. No burden can stand in this deep presence, in this deep closeness, in this deep place. No burden stands a chance. The burdens of this world don't stand a chance when the anointing is here to destroy every yoke. The anointing destroys it. The anointing breaks it open. Hallelujah. This is a place where God takes the mess of the past and he turns it into something beautiful. How? I, I can't tell you. It's by his spirit. This is a place where God cleans things up. God himself. He does it. We just yield. And really you can't help it because you're so wooed and you're so drawn by his presence and by his love. Amen. <laughs> this is the place. This is holy ground. This is the place where his call beckons. His call goes forth. Amen. And we just say, yes, Lord. His flame, his flame rests. His flame rests upon us. The flame of Jesus. The baptism of fire that he promised from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. And he sorts out everything in between. He sorts it out. Praise the Lord that we don't have to sort it out. We don't have to sort out the issues at hand. He does it. We yield and we receive that refreshing rain. We receive that refreshing wind. We receive change. We receive renewal. We receive revival. We receive as he breaks open 
the chains. He breaks them. He breaks them open in his presence, and we go free. You're free tonight. You're free. Hallelujah. You go free. You go free. Amen? Amen. There's forgiveness in this house. There's forgiveness for you, and then there's the grace of forgiveness for you to forgive. That is, a, that is a key to such ultimate freedom, is forgiveness. Such a key to freedom is the forgiveness of the Lord and to truly know that you are 100% forgiven and then to be able to forgive, to be able to stand humbly, humbly or bow or kneel and to truly say from your heart, I forgive. I forgive and I release everybody and anybody that has done anything to harm or hurt me, my family, my friends. Amen. This is the place. This is why we gather. And this is a place of intercession where those longings of our heart that we can't even comprehend and that we don't even understand those longings that God himself placed within us, they begin to come out with unction and fervor and strength and connection to God because he's here. And so we begin to intercede and plead and speak over our family members and our uncles and our cousins and our coworkers and the people in this city, and the people that have hurt us and wounded us, we begin to cry out for their souls and for their salvation. And the angels are administered, and the angels are loosed from this place to go do the work of the kingdom because of our voice activating praise, prayer, worship, forgiveness, joy, fire. Hallelujah. Important matters, important things happen in the presence of the king. Important. And change is taking place. Hallelujah. Everything laid out on the altar. You should not be carrying any burden right now. Nothing. Come to me, all you who are weary and who labor. Come to me, come to me, and I will give you rest for your souls. I see your heart. I see your life. I see what you've been through, and I care, and it matters to me, and you matter to me, and I want you to come to me and find that peace and that refreshing and that healing and that wholeness that only I can bring. It's a wholeness that only I can bring. No man, no woman, no thing, no event, no song, only Jesus. And he says, come to me, come to me. I'm alive, I'm well, I am real. And I really want to hold you. I really want to care for you and pour my true love into you. I want you to be whole. And the only way that you'll be whole is through my love. That is the only way to wholeness. All of the things that are out there that might seem uh, 
tempting or, you know, maybe feel good for a moment, but yet leave you empty. They're not truly healing your soul, but Jesus truly heals your soul. He heals the wounds. He heals the pain. He heals it. It's not a fix. It's not a band-aid. It's healing. It's health and it's wholeness like you've never known. And each month and each year walking with him gets sweeter and sweeter. And it's almost like each year you look back and you're like, was I even born again? <laughs> because every year you walk closer with the Lord and you have a deeper understanding of his word and you have a deeper understanding of his love. And so you go, wow, I'm truly a Christian. I'm truly a child of God. I am truly free. The chains are really broken. I don't have to pretend. I don't, ha I don't have to put on a fake smile. I don't have to play Christian. I don't have to play Christianese. I don't have to speak the language to try to fit in. I don't have to do anything that is outside the realm of the Spirit. I can be me in Him, hidden in Christ and God, where I belong. You know, you come to the Lord and you finally find the place that you belong. You belong. And when the puzzle piece fits, it's a perfect fit. It's a perfect fit. And you realize nothing else will do. Nothing else will satisfy. Only Jesus. My soul has found the one whom I love. And I will hold him. And I will not let him go. It's a perfect fit. You see, there was a hole in your heart shaped like Jesus. And these other shapes tried to come in and fill. I guess you could say like Cinderella trying on the different heels. But nothing fit until the perfect fit. And Jesus is the perfect fit. We are created for Jesus. And Jesus gave his life for us. And there's no greater display of love. There never was, there never is, and there never will be than Jesus Christ and him crucified. His life's blood poured out. His body broken and shredded apart. His soul torn from his father for you and for me. In, in an intimate relationship that never gets old. You walk into this place ready for an encounter every single time. And you don't have to make it up. And you don't have to, tr to try and to pretend. You just come as you are to the altar in spirit and in truth, in surrender, in honesty. And he's here to meet you every single time. You have a family, you have a home, and you belong. No more searching. 
No more wandering. No more looking and no more questioning. This is it. And from here springs forth living water, a life of fire, miracles, signs, and wonders. Hallelujah. It's contagious. It's contagious. We learned a lot about contagious things in 2020. But if we can believe that a cough or a flu is contagious, then surely we can believe the fire of God inside of us is contagious. More so. More. Surely we can believe that when we place our hand on a sick body, there will be a transference of glory come out of us to produce life and health and healing. That's who Jesus is. Jesus is good. He is good. When we read about him, you, all you can do is say, wow. Your life's mission was to heal people. His life's mission was to heal every single person that he came in contact with because God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son to heal and to restore and to show his goodness and also to tell Satan, you're done. You're done. I won and you don't have residence in my people anymore. Hallelujah. Holy, holy, holy. We are on holy ground. It is deep calling unto deep. It is spirit communicating with spirit. It bypasses the realm of the mind. Deeper, 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 deeper. Go deeper. Let him, because he wants to. He wants to. We relinquish control. Relinquish control in trust. In trust and surrender. You are who you say you are, and I can rest in that. I can rest assured. I don't have to freak out. I can trust and rest and grow, grow, grow. We release you to grow at whatever level that is in your discipleship, in your love walk, in your peace, in your health, in the renewal of your mind, taking authority, taking captive, finally getting it that your mind is not in control and that those thoughts that come don't have to rule and reign over you. They're just flying arrows. You have the greater one inside of you to tell those thoughts. You don't, you don't get to be here. You don't get to. And sometimes it is a resistance. It is a strong resistance. But we have a promise. We have a promise that if we resist the devil, he will flee because he's not greater. He's not greater than Christ in you. Christ in you is greater than the enemy wanting to throw fiery darts at you. So grow in that. Grow in the knowledge of the word. 
Grow in your love walk. Grow in miracles, signs, wonders. Grow in giving. Grow in the grace of giving because you can't beat God given. You can't beat God given. Try. I dare you. I dare you to step out and give like you've never given before. You can't beat God given. He's not going to beat you overhead and be like, you're not supposed to give that. That's not his kingdom at all. His kingdom is give. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over. Shall men give into your bosom? It happens. It's true. <laughs> it's a way to live. And then you get to a place where you know when you're too comfortable. You know you, you, when you're too blessed. You go, I'm too blessed. I'm too comfortable. I have to give something away. I don't, I don't want to live here because I want to keep growing and I don't want anything to have a hold on me. I don't want anything to have a handle on me. You know that, un that unsettled feeling of like, I gotta give something expensive away. Cause it's like, yeah, I, I can feel it. That's growth. <laughs> Cause, because we're not taking anything with us. Right. Nothing, right. nothing. <laughs> Just the souls that we save. Yes. Greatest treasure of all. He's worthy. He is so worthy. So these nights are just tastes of heaven. We just taste of heaven. We let him transform and work and, and just do his surgery on us. Amen. Don't hold anything back. Just keep running. Keep going. Keep growing. Praise God. He is in this atmosphere. Thank you, Lord. We can talk about the Holy Spirit, but let's pray. I, I just feel like we, we need to pray for our family, and, and you, need to, you need to pray tonight for, for your aunts and your uncles and your cousins and your brothers and your sisters and your sons and your daughters that need the Lord. And the, the person or persons that have come to your heart immediately, though, that's your prayer burden. That's your assignment. We all have assignments for our family and, and you know, really family and then also close friends and co-workers. And so we're going to pray for our family tonight. Hallelujah. Father, we lift up our family. First of all, our, our, our blood family, our, our closest relatives, Lord, that our hearts burn and, and yearn for to see them truly come into salvation and the knowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord we cover them now in the blood of Jesus. We speak a hedge of protection upon them. Lord, that even though they're running and even though they're in their sin, your mercy is greater and greater still. And your mercy still chases them down. Oh, Lord, you know where to find them. You know that soft spot. You know that time that you can come in and say, I'm here. And Lord, we thank you that the doors of their heart begin to open, that the eyes of their understanding begin to open, Lord, that they begin to recognize their need for you. And if they're backslidden, that they come home. And if they've never received you as their Lord and Savior, that once and for all, and that there will be a final decision in their life, I am following Jesus. I am done. I am done with the ways of the world. I am done, and I leave that behind me. 
We lift up our families to you, Lord. We present them into the throne room of heaven. We cast them at your feet, Father. We speak their name in your presence. We lift their name up to you as a sweet-smelling savor, as an aroma, as the incense that arise day and night and night and day. We lift them to you. And we thank you that you are at work, Lord, even when we don't see. You're working deeply and closely, and you're not letting them go. And their names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And we will see them make heaven their home. We will see them transformed out of the kingdom of darkness and brought into the kingdom of light. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you praise and glory, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. We count it done. We count it done in agreement in this place. Praise the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, let's actually go ahead and take up the offering first. Scarf. Let's take up the offering first. So go ahead and get your tithes and the offerings ready. And, and we're just seeing the blessing of the Lord upon this ministry. And I uh, challenge you. You know, our tithes are 10%. I mean, I remember when I got saved when I was 16. And I was shopping at the mall. And I was going to buy a pair of shoes that I really liked. And I know that the tithe is the first fruit. But God is gracious. So it was my last fruit. <laughs> it was the last of my, of my money that I made because I, I worked at a preschool a daycare, preschool daycare. And so I was going to buy a pair of shoes and the Holy Spirit convicted me to tithe. And I was 16 and I had this box of shoes in my hand and it was my last fruit. But God is not real. God's, you know, it's, he, he trains us. And, and I was so happy that God spoke to me and that he reminded me. I felt so privileged and honored that I didn't spend all my money on me. I was like, Thank you. Thank you for reminding me to give the 10% unto the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want to be in covenant. I want to give you, I want to give you more than 10%. And that was when I was 16 years old. And so I, I just put those shoes back and I left them all. And I just couldn't wait to get to church, you know, to give that 10% to the Lord. And it's a lifestyle that we live. And, and the more that we just commit to that 10%, the smaller and smaller that it becomes. And we don't even count it. So when we get $1,000, it's already 900 Because the $100 is already cut off unto the Lord. Amen. And it's a lifestyle. First and foremost of, of a thank you. First and foremost of a thank you to the Lord for giving me life for giving me a job, for giving me clothes and a house and a car and shoes and glasses and earrings and, you know, every, did I say food and, and midnight snacks and peanut butter and chocolate and yummy stuff, fruit and smoothies and eggs and cheese. and <laughs> So thank you. And then, and then we, we walk into, oh, wow, this is actually a, this is actually a principle of you're going to cover me. You're going to cover me. And there will be a blessing upon my life financially, and I'll actually grow in this, and you will always provide for me, yes. even if he has to make it out of nowhere. 
And it's not wishful thinking, and it's not this like weird fantasizing. It's true faith. God's going to do it. I don't need proof in the natural. It's fine. I'm at peace. I'm at rest. God's going to make it happen. Amen? Amen. So we honor. It says to honor the Lord with our first fruits of of our labor, of our blood, our sweat, and our tears. I mean, what 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 a lovely covenant exchange. You know, I know the men and the women in this house work hard. And you, and you like working hard. You, there's a fulfillment in that. You enjoy that. You were created to do that. And then to be able to take of that and say, I honor you with this. This is my work. This is what I poured my life into you. But the first of this goes to you. Before my kids, before my house payment, before my car, before everything, to the Lord. Amen. Amen. And that's not even talking about then what happened, what, what happens after that, right? Because you just can't, then, then once the window, you can't close the windows of heaven once yeah. they open. Yeah. You just can't. It just keeps flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing. And, and you just, even if, even if you try, yeah. the Lord's going to pour out so that you're blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Blessed to be a blessing. Yeah. And then too, there are times that your daddy, your father says, I want to bless you. And I want to give you something good. Amen. 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 And you just say, okay, I receive it. You love me. And my smile shows it. My daddy loves me. (laughs) Thank you, Father. So get your offerings ready and your tithes. And Lord, we honor you tonight. Truly, we just take a moment in our hearts to honor you with our finances and to bring our gifts unto the king and to place them at your feet and to say thank you. Thank you for everything that you've done for us. Thank you for all that you've given us. And thank you for what you have shown us and what you have taught us and the life of Jesus that you have filled us with, which is way better than any life that we could have ever created of ourselves. So we honor you with our finances tonight, Lord, and we give this in worship, as part of our worship, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. And you can give online at rivernorthwest.org, and while you're at it, just check out our website, because we have a lot of information for you, and we have some blogs that we've written out of just our encounters with the Lord, and we're going to write more. And um, there's events and um, pictures, a lot of pictures of outreaches. And, and um, so you can just go onto the website and get to know this church body better. Hallelujah. And you can also check us out on Facebook. We're very active online, Instagram, YouTube. And that's it, because we're not young enough to have Snapchat or whatever else is the new thing. Oh, what? Okay, good, because I don't want to have a cat face anyways. <laughs> Did you receive the offering? So, hallelujah. You guys, we're just going to wait just one more little minute in the presence, and then I'm, we're going to just go get into the Word. So, just... We, we never want to rush the Holy Spirit. 
ever. Just, it, he's so valuable. He's so valuable in our midst. And even as we were talking about in the last few weeks, that, that when they would fast and pray, it would be the Holy Spirit that would speak and say, you know, set apart uh, Paul and Barnabas. And, and even when uh, Ananias and Sapphira came in and lied, the Bible says that they lied to the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is in our midst, and he is here to bring change, and he is here to bring growth and to bring that word of the Lord that's needed. And so we never want to rush him, but we want to honor him, and we want him to be very um, alive and, and have that freedom and that liberty to shake to quake, to silence, to, to speak, to yell, to shout, to sing, to, to use us, all of us, each one of us, even, even with expressions of great joy and laughter and, and even with tears and, and just <laughs> bowing down, just this active and living relationship with God, and we never want to rush the Holy Spirit. And, and even if you don't have hands laid on you, just being here, God can do so much. You don't have to have somebody lay hands on you. Jesus can lay his hand on you. And, and you can be having a deep conversation with the Holy Spirit right now that is so vitally important to your life. And, and we don't ever want to rush that. So we always just yield just that little bit longer, that little bit longer to give him room to speak and to move. And we love you, Holy Spirit. You are, you are here. And we honor you. And just move. Do what only you can do, Lord. We give you full permission. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray for all of our teens. We thank you for them. We thank you for their true and sincere hunger to learn, to know more, to really get direction for their lives, to fulfill the plan and purpose that you have for them. I pray that you speak to them right now. Just, just that, let that oil go deep into their hearts and answer every question that they have right now that it's settled and that it's a done deal in their lives and we commit their lives to the straight and narrow path. They will not waver to the right or to the left. They will not lean unto their own understanding. In the, all of their ways, they will acknowledge you and you will direct their paths, Lord. And they will walk a supernatural life they will walk in the supernatural and signs, wonders, and miracles. And out of our teens and out of our youth and out of our tweens and, and our young ones will come forth worship leaders and prophets and pastors and apostles and evangelists. Thank you, Father. Uh, those that will be great influences in their generation, even on the airwaves on, on TV and on and social media and, and the different outlets that are available, that you will anoint them, anoint them with power to reach their generation, that they will not seek to fit in or try to be relevant or try to say something cool to convince 
people, but that they would speak by unction, that they would learn the unction of the spirit, that that's where the authority is, that's where the power is, and that's where their fulfillment is, is in yielding to you, Lord. And may we be examples to them, and may we be humble enough that they will be examples to us, and that we will exchange in this walk together, honoring one another from generation to generation, blessing and preferring and honoring and loving one another as we all have one goal, to glorify Jesus on the earth and to win the lost. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. We love you very much. Yeah. So we've been asking questions the last few weeks. Is your soul on fire and do you have the living water? Amen. And if not, you can. Amen. 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 So if you don't feel fire ablaze inside of you, you can have it. God is no respecter of persons. You are good enough. It's not even a good enough thing. You're a candidate. You're a prime candidate if you're washed in the blood of the Lamb. If you're washed in the blood of Jesus and you have him as Lord and Savior, he wants to dwell in your house. He wants to come and make his home in you and be mighty in and through you by the agency of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God on earth. The Holy Spirit is the manifest presence of God walking and dwelling on this earth. And the moment that we are caught up in the air and the moment that the Holy Spirit leaves this earth, it's bad news. We don't want to see anybody uh, have to abide in that. Uh, Wherever the Holy Spirit is not is hell. Hell, hell, hell. And we we don't wish that upon any, we don't even wish that upon our, our worst enemy if we have one. We don't wish hell on anybody. So the Holy Spirit wants to use you. The Holy Spirit wants to indwell your body. He wants to indwell your soul. He wants to be one with your spirit so that he can use you as an instrument for the glory of God. And if you would just yield to him, he will take you on an adventure of a lifetime. He will take you places that, that, will just, that are crazier than your wildest dreams, your wildest imaginations. And we've been talking about just how awesome the Holy Spirit is and that Jesus is the baptizer and the Holy Spirit and that the Holy Spirit um, baptizes us in fire, fire, like a f- not just a little flame, like not just, but consumes us with the fire of God. And he gives us wells of living water that we can dig into and that will come bubbling forth and oftentimes in a loud voice to to reach people, to reach souls, to wake people up. And that we can yield to the Holy Ghost in such a deep and rich way and you're going to experience that on the streets. And don't be discouraged if you have a rough maybe first time or even second time or maybe even third time because one of these times when you go out there on the streets, something very supernatural is going to happen. And sometimes there's a testing time. Sometimes there's that you've got to push past a veil. You've got to push past the resistance that's coming against you to remind the devil that this is our territory and not his 
because he'll want to bring anything he can. He'll, I mean, we'll pray and we'll speak that it'll be sunny, but don't be surprised if it's a downpour. Bring an umbrella. I mean, or just don't care. Just dance in the rain. Just decide. You know what I'm saying? Just decide that whatever happens, you're still going to go out and you're still going to get somebody saved. And you make up your mind and you connect your faith with the Lord that it's going to happen. Amen? And you, you apply your faith. I mean, how many people do you want to see saved? Do you want to see 500 people saved this summer? Because if that's what you really desire in your heart, by the Spirit, you can have that. You can make goals. I mean, come on, we make goals. Come on. How many people listen to Dave Ramsey? I mean, we make goals for our life all the time. We can make goals for souls. We can make a soul goal. This is how many people I desire to lead to Jesus. Amen. And go big. Go big. Like extend yourself to believe for many souls. Those are the only jewels and the only, that's all we're taking to heaven. Hallelujah. So it's worth our time. So we're stirring you guys up. We have, de- we have devoted these last few weeks to stirring you guys up to, Jason's talking about, the word of, it's the word of God that breaks. You know, the word of God is the hammer. The word of God is the power that we speak the word. I've been talking about the, being baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire because that's the only way to be a, a true witness. Uh, talking about the love of God. The love compels us. The love has been shed abroad in our hearts. Talking about reaching for that lost treasure, like, a, like as if that's all that matters in our life is finding that treasure that that other people feel like is garbage and is trash but we know that there is treasure out there and we're seeking to find it and we're being vessels of the lord to get people saved so i'm talking about being baptized in the holy ghost and who the holy spirit is and that he is a person he's a he he's not a she and he's not an it Hallelujah. There's no confusion. There's no gender confusion. There's no, God is just easy. He's, he's not complicated. He is just okay. He is who he says he is. And we are who he says you are. And people are who they, who God says they are. And come on. <laughs> I don't know how simple I need to get with that, but there's boy and there's girl. There's boy and there's girl. Okay. There is nothing beyond that. There isn't. There's boy and girl. Do you, and, and I'm taking it that everybody here knows how to discover that. And if not, come and see Pastor Jason or myself after the service and we'll, we'll have a discipleship course with you. Amen. So the Holy Spirit is a he and God is a he and God is not a she and God is not confused. Hallelujah. God has set it straight. And if it, you know what, it's good. It's good to, to be on um, the, the side of truth. And it's okay. It's okay to speak the truth because the truth is the truth. And it's the truth that sets people free. Hallelujah. <laughs> so we talked about the power that we would receive when we're filled with God's spirit. Jesus said, you will receive power from on high. So it's not your mighty intellect, it's not you going to college, or it's not you, you know what I'm saying, it's not you, your money, it's not anything that you have that gives you the ability to be a great witness. The only thing that gives you the ability to be a great witness unto Jesus is to receive power from on high. God's power. God's power to compel people to salvation. And God will give you the voice. And if you think that you don't have a voice, that's not true. You have a voice. 
and God will amplify it by his spirit. And that's when you'll really know. That's when you really, really know that you have a voice is when you get that baptism of the Holy Spirit and then you begin to hear him telling you what to do. And you begin to grow a confidence in God leading you in your life. And even just the littlest things, go right, go left, do this, don't go here, wait, don't go there, it's not time yet, speak to this person, don't knock on that door, knock on this door, don't go there, go down to the beach, go, you just get this confidence in the Lord, and you don't know if you're talking or he's talking because you're so one, you're so one with him, it's just natural, supernatural, all together, you're just joined with the Holy Spirit. And he directs you all the days and you can live a supernatural life from, from morning to night and in between, even in your dreams. Because he says, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters will prophesy and your old men will dream dreams. Dreams will be dreamt by the spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. You'll see visions. You'll see visions in his presence because that's what happens when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. When I got saved when I was 16, I lived a life of, of just total dreams and visions and encounters with God day in and day out. When my parents, and they're so cool, but anyways, I, I thought I would get in trouble because I was homeschooling, but I was really worshiping in my room all day long. I couldn't get enough of the Lord. I just turned on the worship music and literally I laid on my floor. I just laid on my floor and I would have dreams and I'd have visions and Jesus would show me things and encounters and I'd write stuff and call Jason and tell him what God was doing in my life. And I mean, just go to church and, and be wild in his presence. And I, that, yes. <laughs> so dream, dreams, see visions, all of it, holy encounters. I mean, come on, let's get rid of the old mundane religious life. That's not your portion. That is not your portion. Your portion is a supernatural life of miracles and signs and wonders and power of the living God. A life of the spirit. A life of refreshing and watering others. A life of pouring out what God has poured into you. And it is fun. And it is adventurous. And it is worth it. It is a life that is worth it. Hallelujah. Everything else leads to just blah and depression and boring and unfulfillment. But with God, it just keeps on getting better and it keeps on getting better and it keeps on getting better. And sometimes my spirit will wake me up in the middle of the night. Have you ever had that? I'm in a dead sleep and my spirit yanks me awake praying, Amen. praying unto God. So hungry for God. Just like speak to me. I'm spitting. Just speak. <laughs> Speak, Lord, speak to me. It's like my spirit is almost like coming out of my body and yanking on God. I want to know him more. How? How could, how? How do you find this, this insatiable, but it's not a bad thing. It's like a good thing because he just draws you and he draws you and he draws you and he draws you. And it's never ending. This is the life of the Spirit. And then he speaks to you. Oh, and it's like when he speaks to you, it's like he stamps. It's like a stamp, but it's like a tattoo. And he just stamps and he just tattoos this thing in your heart. And he puts the word in your heart. And then it stays with you forever. When it's stamped and it's tattooed on your heart, it's there forever. And then you always have this in your storehouse. You have this storehouse of the living word of God inside of you. Oh, hallelujah. Are you alive? Do you have the fire? Is your soul on fire? Do you have living water? Because if not, then get some. Get it. 
Don't sit on the side. I've never been one to sit on the side. In fact, I don't only sit on the sideline. I'm the one that's going to push you in the water. I've always been the one to push others into the water. Get in the water. Get in. It's good. You'll thank me later. <laughs> we talked about that God wants to advertise the life of God through you. He wants to advertise his life through you, through your experiences, through your testimony, through your encounters, through everything that you've been through now that it's cleansed and washed in the blood of Jesus and made new and made clean and renewed and, and revived and forgiven and washed. He wants to use you as an advertisement for his glory. So never be ashamed. Don't ever be ashamed of your testimony. Don't ever be ashamed of what God's done in you and through you. He wants to advertise his life through you. And he can reach people through you that he'll never reach through me. And, and he'll reach people through me that he'll never reach through you. We all have different personalities. We all have different ways. Some people can't handle the, the loud and crazy. So, and, and so God brings the quiet, the smart ones. <laughs> Those that will reach that people group. Praise the Lord. Just be you. Just be you. Just let it go. And you know what? When you're you, you can appreciate somebody else because you're not in competition. You're not trying to be them. They're not trying to be you. You're at, you're at peace. You're at rest. There's no race. There's no, you're running together. So you be you in the spirit. You be you. You're renewed you. <laughs> you be your spirit-filled, blood-bought Jesus you. Because <laughs> you still have your voice. You still have your expression and all of that. And when it's, when it's God in you, it's great and beautiful and to be admired by all and appreciated. I go fish. I love fishing, especially my kids. I love finding their gifts. I love finding, you know, who they are in Christ. And then and then feeding that and encouraging that and speaking life into that and telling them go and run harder and faster than we ever did and may our ceiling be your floor in Jesus mighty name hallelujah <laughs> so the Holy Spirit gives you a voice we talked about the Holy Spirit is your best friend if you never have felt like you've ever had a best friend and you've always longed for that best friend and what that feels like and what is that like to have a true companion and you see others and you think wow could I ever have like a really intimate relationship like that yes you can and his name is Holy Spirit and he's given by Jesus because the love of God because God loves you so much that he'll give you somebody that will abide with you forever and he'll never ever leave you he'll never forsake you even if you make stupid choices he'll still be like hey yo that was not a good idea let's let's you know and then you get closer and closer with him in the moment that you make a stupid choice you are so repentant it's just like I'm so I'm sorry that uh, no I, I'm not gonna do that anymore amen so he lives with you and abides with you forever he's your best friend he's everything that you could ever want in a person inside of you inside of you and he wants to get ca catch what I'm saying the right way he wants to play you like an instrument for the glory of God do, do you know what I mean he wants to like he wants to use you for God's glory huh? even at Walgreens even at Walgreens he wants to use you to ignite fire in women. He wants you to bring healing into their lives. You know what I'm saying? Everywhere that you are, at, at, at your job, at your workplace, he wants to use you. Thank you, Lord. 
We talked about that he is the spirit of truth and he gives us the ability to confront because we, a lot of us grew up and confrontation was messed up. It was wrong. It was either domineering and dominant and forceful or it was timid and fearful and, and scared and it was never balanced and it was always wrong. But he is the spirit of truth. So he teaches us to confront with truth because the gospel brings confrontation. The gospel is in your face. I mean, it's like, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. I mean, it's heaven or hell. There's, there's a lot of truth and confrontation that, but he gives us the grace to speak it out. And he gives us the grace to confront people in a righteous, in a right way. Amen. Amen. And if you're a work in progress, that's okay. Because so am I. (laughs) Hallelujah. He is the spirit of truth. And then we talked about the witness of the spirit. So it talked about in the books, in the book of Acts when it says, well, it seemed good to us in the spirit. It seemed good to us in the Holy Ghost. So you and the Holy Ghost, you, you cooperate together. Now he is Lord. So it's not just like we're best buddies and you know, we're going to, it, it is, but it's not, <laughs> it is, but it's always, he's Lord. There is divine order. There is divine order in this relationship. We are best friends, but he is Lord. What he says always goes. I am the lesser. There is not room for two people on the throne of my heart. There is only room for one, and that is King Jesus. My heart can only fit one person on its throne, and that is Jesus Christ. He is Lord. Amen? But that is perfect divine order. In that is life and life more abundantly. In that is joy. In that is peace. In that is fire. In that is is everything is right and righteous. Remember Dean Braxton? He talked about when he got to heaven, all he could say was everything is right. Everything is right. Can you imagine just being that where everything is right? Okay, we can have that now because heaven lives inside of us. So when things aren't right, he will tell us how to adjust. And now there's some things that we can't control, but he will still make it right in us. We can have heaven and everything right in us. You can be totally right with God. You can. And that is the life that he wants you to have, that abundant life. It is well with my soul. It is well. It is well. It is well. Hallelujah. He gives us right standing with the Lord. Thank you, Lord. And then I want to take you on a holy adventure tonight through the book of Acts because we're going to talk about the Acts of the Holy Spirit. So Acts is like, some people say it's the Acts of the Apostles and some say it's the Acts of the Holy Spirit. You know, but whatever it is, it's action. God is a God of action. And the church was birthed in fire and then the church, church went into action immediately. And this is our heritage. And this is our lineage. The heritage of our faith is a church that is baptized in fire with the evidence of tongues and bull- Boldness and prophecy and salvation and signs, wonders, miracles, visions, dreams, and, and living the life of Jesus. And even maybe some people getting martyred for it, which is a great thing. It really is. It's in the Western culture that our mind goes, huh? You know, but it's actually, it's totally okay. And if we ever get to that point, it's an honor. You know, we just need to make sure we have love because if we don't have love, then it means nothing. <laughs> but living that life and, and, and really Living the divine life, you will not go before it's your time. When you live a divine life, you can totally be at peace that you will only go home when it's time to go home. I mean, Jesus lived a divine life. They could not kill him. They couldn't. They tried and they tried. They tried with Paul. They tried with John. They tried. And they didn't go until it was their time. Those that went, it was their time. If you live a life of the Spirit and in touch with the Holy Ghost and just really walking with him, you're not going to go until it's your time. Praise the Lord. Every, everything is right. 
Everything is divine. Hallelujah. So we have to follow the little warnings, like those little things. If he says, hey, stop doing this for, you know, in your body, you know what I'm saying? We have to follow that because that's the Holy Spirit wanting to give us that abundant life and the Holy Spirit not wanting us to go before it's our time. So we, don't, we, we can't blame him. You know, we just need to listen and we just need to say, yes, Lord, when he puts those leadings and those things in our hearts that we need to do because we have a vessel to take care of all the way to the end, to run strong and healthy for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So the acts of the Holy Spirit is what we're going to call it. So we'll kind of go through it, and some of it I I won't um, read. I'll just kind of paraphrase because we're going through 28 chapters, but we're going to go through it really fast. (laughs) So um, (laughs) hallelujah. Again, some, uh, you, you'll find keys, I, and I'm not going through everything, but a lot of the keys that you're going to find is that tongues, you know, the Holy Spirit is not a tongue, but that is a manifestation of being filled with the Holy Spirit. You can speak in tongues. It's just a manifestation. Um, boldness, you know, a holy boldness. Um, prophecy, the spirit of prophecy. Being able to speak out with unction is an evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I remember when I was 12 years old, and, or maybe I was like 14 and I was backslidden and I went to this church and I felt the Holy Spirit because like the Holy Spirit never leaves you. And I had the Holy Spirit when I was a child and I went to this church and, and everybody was worshiping and I felt the call to worship and I felt the Holy Spirit rising up within me and he was rising up. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then I got a hairball in my throat when I was 14 because I was backslidden and I was bound. I was bound to Satan. I was bound to an evil life. And so the Holy Spirit was not free to release worship through me. So I was in a church service and he was bubbling up and then this hair, it was like, I was like, started to go like that. It was, it was really a manifestation of a demon. And I ran out of the church because uh, I was so freaked out. Yeah, and some of the people, you know, came after me and, were, and they were like, Are we? and I was like, I don't know. I just don't know what's going on. You know, and, and I, you know, I, I pray that if that happens here, just be I, I don't pray, I tell you, be bold, cast out a devil, because if somebody would have just cast a devil out of me at that time, I would have been free to worship the Lord, but none of us knew what was going on, but the Holy Spirit, he never leaves you, amen, so he, he worships through us, and it feel, it's so good to be free, if you've ever been bound, you know how good it is to be free. Whoever the sun sets free is free indeed. No more bondage. No more hairballs in your throat. You can worship God in boldness. Um, so casting out of devils, uh, supernatural prisons, uh, doors being opened, supernatural earthquakes, uh, healing, raising the dead. You know, these are just some of the acts of you being filled with the Holy Spirit. Also, the book of Acts never really ends. I'll read the end of it, and it just is like, okay, so Paul kind of lived in this house for a while, and it, there's no closure. Like, the other books of the Bible have a closure. Like, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you, or, or there's some type of closure. But Acts does not end. The book of Acts does not have an ending. Why? Why? Because we're still living in the book of Acts. We are alive and well, and the book of Acts is still being written through you. Amen. So however, whatever this stirs you to do, then take action. It's the book of Acts. 
It's a book of action. You're baptized in the Holy Ghost for action. Amen. And character, because then we can go into the fruit of the Holy Spirit, but we're not going into that tonight. But I mean, it's action. It's, it's the whole package. So, but tonight we're talking about action. So in Acts chapter 2, two there, there was suddenly, there was this violent tempest blast that came into this room. It was loud. It was not like this little like, was that it? Was that the Holy Spirit? Do you think that was the Holy Spirit? Like, do you, it wasn't even like that. Every single person in the house knew that was the Holy Spirit. That was the birth of the church. God's church was birthed in wind and fire, tongues, loud. People thought they were drunk. Amen. It was quite the scene. Praise God. So the baptism of fire, and then there was tongues, and then Peter got up. Peter, the wimp who thought he was strong in his own self, who was carnal and who denied Jesus and who Jesus restored, was the one that God chose to preach the first message of the church because God is so gracious and because God is so good and because God wants to tell you that if you've denied him or if you've been a dumb, dumb, idiot, Stupid mistakes. You are still qualified by the blood of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And maybe you're the dumbest one of them all. Okay, good, because guess what? You're going to be the preacher. So you better watch the teen. You better watch that teen that is the most foolish of them all because that's going to be the one that God calls to be the preacher. That's going to be the one that's going to shake the world with the glory of God. Just watch. But God leaves nobody out. So you watch them all because they're all going to be used mightily of God. But so God took Peter and Peter preached a powerful message and 3,000 people were saved. So that that was a lot of signs following. Amen. That was a lot of demonstration just in the birthing of the church. Um, I'm going to try to go through one detail of every chapter in the book of Acts. Acts 3, 7. Actually, there's some chapters that we won't. Acts 3, 7, and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So healing, healing is a manifestation of the Spirit of God. Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And God says that believers will lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. And that's you. That's you. You are going to lay hands on the sick and they're going to recover. This summer, do not hold back. Don't even care. You just say, I don't even care the way, I don't care the way that I feel. Flesh, you're not in control and you're not going to control me. And if I sound like an idiot, if I look like an idiot, I don't care because I'm going to step out on the water and I'm going to get people healed this summer in Jesus' mighty name. In Brazil, you're going to see mighty signs, wonders, and miracles. People are going to get healed. People are going to come out of wheelchairs. People are going to, casts are going to be taken off. Come on. Healing, healing, healing. It's for you to flow in and operate in by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, now, Acts 4.31, a place shaken, shaken, shaken. Acts 4.31, and when they had prayed, the place where they assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. So places will be shaken. So wherever you go, and when you're praying with people, and when you're praying in faith, and when you're praying in the might of the Spirit, the place will be shaken, and you'll be filled with boldness, and you'll speak the word of God. Amen? Hallelujah. That's an act of the Holy Spirit through you. 
Praise the Lord. Now, Acts 5, this gets a little hectic. Acts 5, verses 5 through 10, we're talking about the judgment. And I mean, when you walk in a deep place with the Lord, you have deep discernment. And, and, and those of you that have walked with the Lord, you know those times when you're, in, you're somewhere and you know, ex, you know exactly what's going on. You know, not by your mind, but by the Spirit of God. He gives you a weighty discernment. And as you walk closer and closer with the Lord, he will give you boldness in that discernment to say to the world, Jesus is God. And you don't mess with him and you don't mess with his Holy Spirit. Acts 5, 5. Uh, let's see. Oh, let's go through one. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession. And he kept back part of the proceeds, and his wife was aware of it. And he brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? You didn't have to lie to the Holy Spirit. You didn't have to lie to sound good to everybody else to try to fit in. You don't have to try to, you don't have to give an offering that somebody else gives. You just be you. You be true to the Holy Spirit and don't lie. Don't lie. Uh, Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but you have lied to God. And then Ananias hearing these words fell down and breathed out his last so great fear came upon those who heard these things so listen we're there will be holy times there will be times when the lord is moving and it's holy i mean i've had times when pastor jason starts speaking or pastors or prophets when you've been in services and and you can feel it's like okay this is holy and these are holy moments and that's okay that is god too just as much as the laughter and the joy whatever god wants to do and if god needs to bring that discernment and that judgment into a place then god needs to do it so we let him that's an act of the holy spirit in acts 5 and then down in acts 5 14 more souls saved and more people healed and believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick out into the streets, laid them on beds and couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing might fall on some of them. And a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. Hallelujah. So expect it. Expect it when you're out there on the streets, because you get one grandma healed, and she's going to go get everybody else. Amen? You, you've seen it. We've seen it. We've been out and you I mean you get one of the family members saved and then they they have 300 more family members in the back room you're like where did all of these people come from they say tell my whole family about Jesus or you have them and they get on the phone we've had it I have pictures of Jason he's on somebody's phone getting their family members saved because I mean when you get it you want others to know you instantly want somebody else to get saved when you you just you want to share that good news so expect that and expect all to be healed and expect one person to be healed and they'll get their friends and others are going to be healed and just expect it let's put out our faith we're stirring you guys up these services are to get you guys stirred up for the acts of the holy spirit in your life and specifically when we're going out on the streets hallelujah Okay, Acts 5, 19. Okay, Acts 5 is pretty supernatural. Supernatural prison doors opened. Um, so also, um, you are going to offend uh, people, and, and the Holy Spirit does bring a ruckus in a city and great joy. It's like a ruckus and great joy. There's, there's crazy, you know, people get offended, people get mad. I mean, John Alexander Dowie, they put him in jail for practicing uh, medicine without a license because he was healing so many people by the power of the Holy Spirit. They put him in jail for practicing medicine without a license for 
using the name of Jesus to heal people. And this was in the 19... This is not in the Book of Acts days. This is in the more modern era, maybe the 1800s. Um, oh, it was the early 1800s. So there will be persecution, and just expect that too. Don't worry about it, though, because it's all going to glorify Jesus. You know, people will get mad. We've had people yell at us. We've had people cuss at us. We've had people slam their doors in our face. The first few times it hurts, and then you're like, okay, move on. Some, there's a saying in sales, and this isn't like a sales thing that we're doing, but you kind of have to have a backbone. Some will, some won't, so what next? You kind of have to have that attitude. Some will, some won't, so what next? Move on, because there will be people that are hungry, because there will be people that hate you, and there will be people that love you, okay? We didn't come for the healthy, we came for the sick. Okay, you're healthy, fine. Slam the door in my face. I'm going to go find the sick, because somebody's going to get saved today. Somebody's going to get raised from the dead today. Somebody's going to have a devil cast out of them today. Somebody's going to get saved today. Hallelujah. So, so there was great persecution, but it didn't matter because in Acts 5, 19, at night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, go stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of life. Ha ha. So God is bigger and God is better. Amen. So if you get persecuted, rejoice and be happy and be glad. And if you're not persecuted, ask yourself, why am I doing enough? Do, are my family members mad at me? If not, then are you telling them about Jesus enough? Are we just wanting to just be so quiet about Jesus that we don't stir any pots at all? Or are we going to be who God tells us to be and say, okay, Lord, you are Lord and the time is short and you're stirring on me and I need to speak and I need to tell the truth. Now, you don't go to stir up the pot in the natural because we're not people of strife. We're people of peace. But when the spirit moves on us, we obey, right? There, there will be confrontation and there will be um, persecution, but there will also be supernatural doors opening, supernatural prison doors, and there's nothing that man can do about that. Right. Hallelujah. And I want to hear testimonies this summer. I want this summer, I want to hear from you and you and you and you about how God used you mightily out on the streets, and the whole church is going to be in an uproar because that's what happens every summer. Amen? People get so excited, and it's, it's that power of a testimony. Because when you're getting stirred up when you hear the word, but then you hear a testimony. And then it does, it's, a, it's a different stirring. It's like on a different level. You hear a testimony because something in you says, I need to do that. I need, I, I, I need to experience that for myself. There's like this, yeah. this, um, this iron sharpening iron from the testimonies. And so you need to bring your testimonies this summer, and you're going to. Uh, great wonders and signs, Acts 6, 8. Stephen was a man full of God's grace and power, and he performed great wonders and signs among the people. He was also killed for his faith, but it was fine. He didn't care. He saw Jesus seated at the right hand of God. He smiled his last smile, and he said, peace out. I'll see you on the other side. Amen. God's grace is sufficient. Hallelujah. He did not care at all. Uh, miracle, okay, Acts 8 six through seven miracles demons cast out healings and great joy there look at all of the acts of the holy spirit and there's 20 how many 20 something chapters we're only on chapter eight and this is only about one eighth of everything in the book of acts and i don't know about you but i'm already stirred up Amen. the multitude with one accord heeded the things spoken by philip Hearing and seeing the miracles, which he did, for unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed, and there was great joy in the city. There will be great ruckus, and there will be great joy. Man, I remember one time this lady was talking to me, and she was just blah, 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 blah. She was babbling to me, and it was like, it was like her babbling, 
I didn't hear it anymore. And the Holy Spirit said, cast a devil out of her right now. And the Holy Spirit was bubbling out of me so fast. And I tried to beat the Holy Spirit and said, I said, I'm supposed to cast a devil out of you. Are you okay with it? And I couldn't even say it fast enough because the Holy Spirit was coming out of me so fast. I was trying to be polite. Just, I didn't need it. She goes, yeah, okay. And I said, in the name of Jesus. And I cast a devil out of her. Were you with me? This lady fell over and I thought she died. I was like, oh, she fell. No catcher. She fell and she hit hard and her eyes rolled to the back of her head and her body turned purple and went stiff because the Holy Spirit said, cast out the devil. And I mean, he's just bubbling. when he bubbles out of you, you can't beat him in a race. You can't like try to tell someone, can I cast the devil out of you? You just have to just obey the Lord. And so then I was like, what do I do? And he just said, put your hand on her belly. And so I just put my hand on her belly and just started praying in the spirit. And then I felt like warmth come into her body. And then she was like, oh, I feel better. <laughs> so if the Lord tells you to cast a spirit out of somebody, cast the spirit out. I mean, I think of um, uh, Tom, Tom, Drum and Tom's dad. Uh, the New Wine is Better. You can probably find this book on Amazon. This book is like one of those that you'll read really fast. It, the New Wine is Better. And it's somebody, Tom, Robert Tom from South Africa. And when he got saved, he said a woman of faith. It kind of reminds me of like Bobby or Cheryl or Donna or somebody. He said, a, or Kristen, a woman of faith came into my house and I got saved. And apparently she like grabbed him by the nostrils or something like that. And she cast out every single spirit, spirit of alcoholism, spirit of, I mean, just every single spirit that he was dealing with. I mean, this spirit and that spirit. And he just felt like he was getting crashed this way and that way. But he got totally free. And it was the best experience of his life. Yeah. Got set free from demons. Yeah. Set free from passengers. You know, thinking that they had him in residence. And then somebody greater came and said, get out. So you have great authority to cast out demons. Jesus said that you would do it. So let's do it. Hallelujah. Follow the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. And Yes, don't be afraid. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. You know when that, you know when the authority of God has come upon you. You know, because it's like you get so agitated and nothing else. You, you get this one focus and it's like all the other noises become fuzz and you just know that you have a mission to take care of right now. And you, that, it's like you get into this like, it's a war and you let that spirit know that you don't win. You have lost and you do not get to be in this person anymore hallelujah praise the lord <laughs> um and then acts 8 16 um you get to get other people baptized in the holy ghost acts 8 16 um Oh, where am I? Sorry. Ugh. Acts 8, 6 through 7. No. Um, I'm, 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 I'm. Oh, yeah, 16 and 17. For as yet he had not, okay. So <laughs> now, when the, let's start at 14. When the apostles were at Jerusalem, heard that the Samarians had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. And so then it was like... Um, when they were ministering to that couple too. And they were like, have you heard of the Holy Spirit? And they're like, we didn't even 
even know that there was a Holy Spirit. What? I mean, this is so awesome. So there's going to be people out there that maybe they're born again, but maybe you need to get them filled and baptized in the Holy Ghost and tell them there's more. And you, this is a great thing to say. If you say, do you have the Holy Spirit? And, and they say, well, no, or whatever. And you say, if God had more for you, if there was something more that God had for you, would you want it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Most people say yes. And so you say, there is. There is the gift of the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I can pray for you today. And through the laying on of my hands, you can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. And that's a great way to get people uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit. So that's also part of, of um, you know, living the life of Jesus. So, I mean, there's even being translated, Acts 8.38. Philip preaches the gospel to the eunuch and baptize him, and then he is translated by the Spirit to another city, Azotus. And passing through, he preached in all the cities until he came to Caesarea. So you can even be translated in the Spirit. There's visions in Acts chapter 9. Ananias had a supernatural vision to go to the street called Straight and inquire the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. Um, so he ministered to Saul, who became Paul. So you can have visions. Another healing was in Acts 9, if you're taking notes, Acts 9, 32 through 35. Um, raising from the dead, Acts 9, uh, 39 through 42. In Joppa, Peter raised Dorcas or Tabitha from the dead. And then later on, Paul raised that boy from the dead that fell out of the window because Paul was preaching all night long. So if you have a problem with long sermons, there was a boy that was so bored in church, he fell out of a window because he fell asleep and he died because the preaching was so long. So... Saul, Paul, ran outside, don't worry about it, he's fine, laid hands on him, spoke life into him, and raised him from the dead, amen? <laughs> so, you will raise people from the dead, believe it, believe it, receive it right now, in the name of Jesus, receive the power of God, death is not the final answer, death is not the end, we have the power of God to raise people from the dead in the name of Jesus. Amen. Again, visions in Acts chapter 10. Peter was on the roof, and he was just in the hour of prayer, and God brought him into a trance. God can bring you into a trance. Who was it? Um, um, who was that woman of God? It was not Amy Simple McPherson, but it was the other one, Mariah Woodworth Edder, and she was in a trance for three days. So imagine right now, if I was preaching, imagine if I was preaching, and all of a sudden, I was, and I went like that, she stayed there for three days in a trance. Let's let God be God. Let's let God do supernatural things in our midst. Hallelujah. Let's go back to our roots. And I mean, I, we're really not going back. We're living in it. But like, let's, like, let's stir it up and be hungry for more. Amen? Because we are living this. Hallelujah. But we want more. So, yes, um, and then uh, again, again in Acts chapter 10, the Holy Ghost fell when Peter was, so Peter went where the vision told him to go to Cornelius' house, and he was just preaching the word of God, just like Pastor Jason. He was preaching the word of God, and then there's people like myself howling and laughing and shalalabasandalaboko, praying in the spirit, because while he was still preaching the word, the Holy Spirit fell. Amen. And he didn't be like, shush up, be quiet. This is my service. I'm, this needs to be dignified. And he was like, God be God. Move in your people. You be, you be the Holy Spirit. You do what only you can do. 
And then uh, back to righteous judgment in Acts 13, 11, and 12, uh, Paul blinded the sorcerer Elemis, Elemis, Elemis. Um, so uh, Saul, who's also called Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit. He looked intently at him and he said, Oh, full of all deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? And now indeed the hand of the Lord is upon you and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. So he rose up. He rose up in the boldness of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. You can. I mean, it, I, I'm, God is no respecter of persons, so I'm not putting it past you, Skylar, to flow in this supernatural power. Amen? Let's believe. Let's have faith. Let's pull on heaven to demonstrate the action of the Holy Spirit. Um, hallelujah. Acts chapter 14, I'm not going to go into it, but um, talking about creating havoc, too, on Satan's kingdom, and, and then... Um, Paul was agitated because this girl was like, these people are, you know, yeah, these people are the prophets of the Most High, showing us the way of salvation. But it seemed like the word that she was saying was right, but he was agitated, and it took him a while. And, and that's okay, because God will give you discernment. And if you're agitated, ask the Lord, am I agitated because I'm agitated, or am I agitated because you're agitating me? And ask the Lord for discernment on those things that agitate you, and God will show you. And just pray. And he waited for a little while. He waited. And then finally he was like, no, this girl has a demon. And so he cast the demon out. And it caused a great ruckus. And they actually took him out of the city. And they beat him. And they stoned him with rocks until he was basically dead. And the other disciples came. And they surrounded him. And they prayed over him. And they raised him back from the dead. And, and so he just put his tail between his legs and just went to his cave. Just kidding. No. He rose up in the power of the Holy Ghost and he went right back into the city and he preached the gospel because he was anointed and you are anointed. Don't take, don't let the prince of the power of the air tell you anything different. Come on, rise up. We're going to hear the testimonies. Thank you, Jesus. So that's just all of Acts chapter 14. And persecution is happening all over the world, okay? It's happening everywhere. So, it, you know, it's okay. It, if, if you get persecuted, Jesus says to rejoice if it's for his name. If you're being a stupid idiot, then, you know, you'll get reprimanded by your pastors and, and then you'll go out next week in the power of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but <clears throat> be filled with God. Be filled with God. Be filled with God. Amen. <laughs> you have authority. Uh, supernatural earthquake uh, when uh, Paul and Silas were imprisoned and uh, they were just praising God. Amen. Because really that's all you do. I mean, when you're in jail for the gospel, you're not going to whine and complain about it. You're going to praise the Lord. And they praised the Lord and there was a supernatural earthquake as an act of the Holy Spirit and all the prisoners got set free and they got them saved. Hallelujah. There were special and unusual miracles in the transfer of anointing in Acts chapter 19. So they would bring handkerchiefs. You can put on Acts chapter 19, 11 and 12. Uh, now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and evil spirits went out of them. There are so many wives that I know and stories of wives that I've heard and, and husbands. You can just, you anoint their pillowcase. You release the anointing so that as they lay down to sleep that they have godly dreams. You can do this over your kids because the anointing is released 
into a handkerchief or an apron. It was, it was released and it was sent. And wherever it went, that person got healed. So the anointing of God is transferable. Just like a cough is contagious, just like corona. Oh, if it touches a metal thing, then you have like, it's going to be alive for like three days on a metal surface. Remember when all that garbage was going around? But yet people don't believe in the anointing. If a disease that we can't see is transferable and can last for three days, surely the anointing of the living God can be transferred into something that's placed on somebody. So let's outbelieve the report of the world. Hallelujah. What about the viper in Acts 20? I mean, Paul, a viper. So Paul was like putting out a fire on this island. Or, or he was working with a fire, a fire, and a viper came up and grabbed a hold of his hand. And the people on this island were very like superstitious, and so they believed, oh, the gods have judged him, and he's going to fall over dead. Well, he shook the the viper off because Jesus says um, that that um, you know you this, if the snake is going to bite you, basically he said that it's not going to hurt you, and so he he shook the thing off, and the people were astounded because he. Nothing, no poison entered his body, no swelling, no nothing happened because that stuff can go to your heart and kill you. And so God moved in that entire city because simply him shaking off a viper. So if something happens to you, you can rise up out of it by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? The Spirit is in you. You just shake the thing off. Shake it off. Shake it off. Just put it in its place. Amen? Like Paul. And just keep on moving forward in the gospel. Hallelujah. So that was Acts chapter 28. So I just like really quickly went through our lineage and our heritage. This is your heritage. This is your heritage. These are your forefathers. Forget the DNA testing and finding out who cares. Who cares? This is all you need to know. (laughs) Amen? So this is our lineage, and this is our heritage, and this is the power that we're going to operate in and flow in right now. Like now. 